Welcome back, everyone, to Easing the Reader, a Wheel of Time discussion podcast where we reread the Wheel of Time, or I, from now this point on, we just read. I don't reread. Well, I, I'm rereading and you're reading. reading. Exactly. Yeah. And we're reading The Dragon Reborn. Yes. I am Chris Mary Holpen, and with me I have David Green. Hello, how's it going? Fun factoid, on my Xbox, so if anyone has an Xbox and you want to add me as a friend on it, my, uh, for, for a very, very long time, uh, since Xbox Live started, actually, my gamer tag is Dave Reborn. Oh. I've had that since <laughs> 2003, I think, maybe. I used to use, when we would play Blood and Duke Nukem against each other, and even, I think, we play yeah, Unreal yeah. Tournament. In the in the eight, in 1989. In 1989, I used to go by the name Frankenchrist. Very nice. Which was stolen from de the Dead Kennedys, if if people yeah. know their their punk right, yeah. rock history. That's right. There you go. So that's yeah. got that's got nothing to do with the wheel of time. But thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither did yours. Did you? By the way. <laughs> well, yes, yes, you were, but that, yeah, that was. But let me tell. Wasn't there? A, Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there a Wheel of Time game? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's um it's like a it's like a Hexen clone, right? It's more yeah. like Hexen than anything else. Cause it has like a magic system, and obviously Hexen and Heretic um have like magical weapons or something. But you you play in like a an Aes Sedai. It's set. I think from memory, I've not played it for a very very long time. But from memory, I think it's set shortly. It's in it's set in between New Spring and Eye of the World. I think. Mm. Um, and yeah, you, you play you play as nice to die, and it's like a first person shooter, but very um, heavy on on puzzles. And you use like instead of using like guns and whatever, you use like weaves. Sounds uh, like I, I played. Speaking of nineteen eighty nine, I played. I think of my on um, the Atari, or if it was an Amiga, can't remember. Um, both I, I played a game called Ishtar, which was Ishtar, very similar. Yeah. It was a horrible game because it was so ch choppy. Yeah, but... that's what they were. Oh, were in those days, weren't they? Um, yeah. But yeah, um, you can get. Um, I think you can get. Obviously, you can get Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time game as an emulator and run it and see what you think. Um, they probably have it on Steam, don't you think? Because they have like all those like Redneck Rampage and stuff like that on maybe, Steam. Maybe, maybe. Uh, some, someone will know, obviously. I think I know, coming I know, to a um, Twitch stream soon. A Twitch stream of it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> David, David Reborn. Plays Dave Reborn, not Dave, Dave Reborn. Reborn. Okay, Dave Reborn plays. It's only Dave Real Reborn on, on Xbox. It's not. It's not that anything. I don't have Twitch, so I don't. I don't well, although I know I do have Twitch because it was integrated into Xbox and I set it up one time. So I'm Dave Reborn there as well. I think. Yeah. You should um, do that. That should be a thing you should do. You should play it and stream it live. Uh, stream, stream, the Wheel of Time game on my laptop. <laughs> just, just, that's it. That's all I do. Play it all the time. I think uh, I think I think it's you know I think it's quite it was quite good for the time. Um, someone did a replay of it. Uh, one of the one of the other content creators in the Wheel of Time community. Uh, who was it? Was it, it? Might have been John. Was it John? We'll have to Daniel. ask him when he's on next. Yeah, we'll we'll ask him next time he's on. It might have been Daniel Green though as well. Um, well, yeah, someone someone did a replay of it anyway, and was and was talking about it and everything and. and uh, and all that, and oh, it was it was it was uh, Nabliss, I think it was on Nabliss, 
Um, I think it was him. Well, anyway, yeah, it's it's been done before, unfortunately. But that's the that's the way, isn't it? Everything that we do has been done before. <laughs> it's like the wheel of time, you know, it's all been done before. You know, it's all it's all secular, and you know, we've we've bred in old ground over and over again. So that is even the reader in a nutshell. Yes, although there is news. There's lots of news, and, and you know, we're, we're, not, we're not too far away from when it actually happened for once. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, like the last episode was actually called "It Always Happens" because we talked about it. We recorded on the Monday, and we're like, "Something will happen" because it always does, mm. and uh, it did. And um, you know, by the time it was edited and it was out, the news was out already. So it was like, "Oh, we've got a long time to wait to talk about it." But then, since in the last, um, it's been three weeks since we recorded, really. So it's uh, since the last three weeks, loads of stuff has happened, which is great because mm. it's, we can talk about it. Yeah, and because as I was saying before we started recording, I found that these these chapters that we're going into now uh, have very little content to actually talk about, yeah. except for a return a return, which yeah. I was very happy about. You're very excited about. Uh, yeah, the the map chapters at this stage of the book just really really saved that this book in general until <laughs> like around this point where it's like Robert Jordan's like there is a plot, but we need to get to it. Um, so yeah, uh, well yeah, so lots of lots of things to talk about that are not Dragon Reborn related, pretty much this time. Yeah, absolutely, and and one of them was that there was a poster. A poster came out. I mean, I, I I'll say this. I was talking about that. I think when we had, if we had when we had John on last, we were talking about. I was talking about how, how little there was out in the world about. The wheel of time and the show coming i mean people know of it but people who are not diehard wheel of time fans just maybe general fantasy fans and stuff like that like might have heard rumors but like there's no news there was no news about it yeah. and all of a sudden this just past week it's just exploded my phone that obviously gives me notifications through google about like stuff yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. we're starting to say now I'm, I, there was one where, where it's like how True, how true an adaptation will Amazon's Wheel of Time be? Yeah, I got, that, I got that one too. Yeah, and it was a picture one. of Rosamund Pike holding a book. Yeah, which was it, yeah. obviously not Eye of the World that she was holding because they had just like photoshopped it in. No, no, it was, it was, it was Eye of the World. It was when, um, it was when she was announced as part of the cast. That was what that was the picture that they used. Really? Because it looked it was the picture that I saw did not look like she was actually she's holding kind of the like, real she's book. Like, kind of like in a white room or something. Yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. It was like that, that was their um, that was the announcement photo that they did when they cast her way back in 20, 2006 or whenever it was <laughs> when this thing was first announced. Um, no, yeah, that, that's that was that was the that was an official Amazon uh, <laughs> photograph. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, uh, yeah yeah that was that was it yeah but yeah no, there's been a lot i've been getting a lot of that recently and obviously it was comic con at home so it was the yeah. first time where anything that they've kind of talked about it has gone to like you know a wider audience or um publications that would cover it and all that kind of stuff so like you you got a lot of stuff from like collider and ign and all these kind of people that were watching it um but yeah it is uh I, I keep getting lots of stuff about uh, Lord, the Lord of the Rings TV show as well, which is, but you know, like um, people that are saying that like um, um, they're being secretive about Wheel of Time, 
we're getting updates from like like Rafe and, and Sarah Nakamura and like we're getting these little snippets of stuff. There's been nothing about the, the no. Lord of the Rings TV show, right? Yeah. Absolutely nothing, except for rumors. And every time that a rumor comes out, like from the one ring.net, which obviously have a, an amazing track record. So pretty much anything that they say will be almost you can pretty much bank it. There's all these articles and these like uh <laughs> I keep getting like links to like YouTube channels to these like really angry. <laughs> uh, people that are like, I don't want any woke stuff, woke nonsense in Lord of the Rings, and because and like one of the rumors now at the minute is that because uh, Lenny Henry or Sir Lenny Henry has been cast in the show, he was cast a while back, and um, the rumor is that he's playing uh, a half up, which is like um, something that hobbits evolved out of. Yeah, and like I read that and I was like, all right, fair enough. Because I'm well up on Lord of the Rings lore, right? and I saw some videos of people saying that like it's ridiculous and it's woke and all this kind of stuff. Because like hobbits weren't around in the Second Age, and I was like, well, actually, Harfoots were. They were mentioned, and they're also Tolkien also said they were. Um, I think it's. I, I'm going to say darker of skin. I think he actually yeah. used browner skin. I think he actually used um, as as the word uh, his terminology. So it's in the text that it's there, and it's you know it's part of because there were three different sort of ancestors of hobbits that the hobbits of the Shire evolved out of. Um, it, that, that's an interesting part about like, I mean, and I brought it up before when we were talking about the Earthsea TV show and how they were like black, the, yeah. act, the actors. And, and, and I mean, that's not, and we were talking about from um, uh, the innkeeper from the Dusty Wheel, we were talking about like, well, I was talking about, and he did, he did, he did agree to my point that. No, it's always he, laugh how you just always call him the innkeeper. Like it's like he doesn't have an actual name. Like no, that's just how I refer to him. I wish John had a, a title too. <laughs> he, he's called What Up. That's his. That's his name. That's, so you don't have to use John anymore if you don't want to. He's call him What Up if you. <laughs> but anyway, it's just like, like when when we read fantasy. That's how we're like most people are ingrained. It's white people because it's always oh yeah definitely yeah. a lot a lot of it is from the covers right because it's yeah because they, they they make the covers look like what the 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 historic target market was which yeah. was white teenage boys right um yeah. so uh but yeah that, that's what it is but I mean even still like I think it's just funny that when when like when there is uh, evidence for. What the TV shows are, are what the, the showrunners are doing, and then like you get the fanboys that are like, no, this is woke, this is this, this, yeah, this, this. yeah, I know. No, it's actually it's actually there. It's in the thing, right? And um, but yeah, what's what? I mean, it's it's you, you can't think that Lenny Henry is going to have a huge role in it anyway. No. I think it's just going to be like one of those kind of things. Um, but yeah, so I, that's why I'm getting a lot of it at the minute. I'm getting a lot of notifications about angry uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and and um and stuff really positive stuff about Wheel of Time. Like yeah. Wheel of Time's coming in, Wheel of Time's coming in. So like yeah, so it's it's quite funny because But um, I think that I think the juxtaposition of that must be that we've seen a lot of Lord of the Rings things, you know, movies. We've seen movies already in different yeah. times, and this is gonna be yeah. the first time we see a Wheel of Time. And it I mean is. it was I think it was the same with Shannara. And Earth C, when they were in production, and people 
you know, people were excited about that because it was the first time we're going to see it. Was, it was the same with the Dragonlance. People are excited to see something that they've read when they were kids come to come to life. And then they mm -hmm. criticize it really harshly after the fact. Yeah, and I think sometimes, I think you, you can be wise to kind of looking at some of the signs, right? Because, like, I think the Wheel of Time, and it's the same with the Lord of the Rings TV show, the pedigree behind the camera and the pedigree in front of the camera and the money and the budgets that they're spending on it from the studios that are attached to it, i.e. Amazon, who've got just, like, enough money to send their owner to space for yes. two hours and back, right? Um it's not going to be bad because of like the reason Shinaro was bad was because it was just under but it wasn't enough budget it was yeah. cheap and the cheapness went through the whole thing right there's only probably like one or two like quality actors in the whole uh, in the whole thing and you know there was, wasn't that quality like you can't say that about Wheel of Time or, or Amazon it's just um the quality speaks for itself when you look through like the IMDB listings of all the people yeah. attached to it the money, like uh, the, the budget of um, the first season of Wheel of Time is going to be comparable, if not a little bit more than the last season of Game of Thrones, which was mm. expensive, right? Um, the only reason it's going to be bad, if it is bad, is because of the writing or the made choices that don't work, right? And that's a possibility. Um, but it's not going to be bad, like, because Shinaro, because it was cheap from the start. <laughs> No, you can kind of look at that and you can kind of look at these things that are coming out these when you get a property that you love is being like foundation being picked up by apple mm. you know it's going to look good you know it's going to have a lot of care behind the character and all this, uh, behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff but it's not going to suffer like um the dresden files tv show which was, but i see you see i like the dresden tv you like that though yeah well you're a weirdo <laughs> no but i mean it, you have to look you have to look at I mean, now this isn't the Dresden podcast, and maybe we'll we'll do one in the future where we go through every single Dresden book. The Dresden cast. Yes, but I mean, I think with the Dresden files, I mean, I think it suffered from from budget issues. Yeah. Um, and I think it suffered a little bit from writing because I think a, a lot of the times the people who were who were involved in in the Dresden production weren't familiar with with the property. But I yeah. think they did what they could with what they had and to make it as believable as possible in our world. Did you love Paul Blackthorne as Dresden? I love Paul Blackthorne in you anything. Love Paul Blackthorne. You want him in wheel sign, don't you? Yeah. I want yeah. him to play. He's going to play who he would be a great. We were talking about you had somebody in mind. I did, yeah. I can't remember now. I think it was one of, I think it was Tal Manners, I think it was, who isn't in the book shit. Uh, I think that's who it was. I think that's who I thought it was. I think that, that's the one my mind goes to again straight away. <laughs> so, it was, uh, so let's start talking about all the stuff that's happened, because obviously there was stuff that has happened about the TV show, and there was stuff that's happened outside. Is On the face of it, there's nothing to do with the TV show, but I think it is very much to do about the TV show. Okay. That's interesting. Well, I mean, the first thing after we stopped recording, or after we released the the last episode, uh, there was a video that showed the new kind of like logo. The lovely logo, yeah. Very, yeah. very Game of Thrones, very Witcher. Yeah. Um, almost the same kind of font, same style, especially with the Witcher, which makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know, but I've seen people online kind of saying, well, you know, it's not the ancient sign of like you know of this is a different kind of thing it's a serpent uh um 
thing as well. But it's like, you know, you, they want to keep it simple. They want to keep it so you see it and just identify, you see it straight away. Um, that was one of the criticisms of The Witcher one was how, like, it, ev it evolved with each episode until it got to the actual thing at the last episode. And that was, like, one of the, one, another one of the weird decisions that they made with The, the Witcher adaptation. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where you just want people to say, look at it and go, yeah, this is the same wheelhouse as Game of Thrones and The Witcher. Mm. And it's and it's and it's wheel of time. We we see that we 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 see it straight away. I was oh, it was fine. Yeah, I have no issue with it. Yeah. I think Witcher is a difficult property to discuss because, I mean, obviously it's a Polish <laughs> book from the beginning. So there, I mean, the original. There's so many different horrible covers, so you don't really know what the aesthetic of the Witcher actually is unless you go yeah, yeah. into the video games. And then I think they wanted to pull away from the video games in some regards because obviously the video games are set after the books. Mm. And with, uh, well, you know, if you've read the books or if you're the author of the books, you'd, you'd say there's a fairly definitive ending to the books. Right? <laughs> so, um, so um, yeah, so I think they kind of wanted to, although they did, they did liberally borrow some stuff from the video games as well, uh, like the look of Geralt in particular. Yeah. is way more from the video games than it is from yes. the books. Um, what else? What other news? We had a poster. Do we have any other videos that came out? No, no other videos. Um, so the video kind of was like confirmed that it was 2021. Yeah. Um, and then before the poster, then they, can, they, they gave us a, a lovely little photo of the uh, clapperboard for the first day of film for season two. So season two was officially started filming. Mm. Uh, they're all back in Prague doing what they're doing filming uh, the, the, drinking, beer. drinking beers yeah lots of drinking <laughs> beer going on by the looks of things as well because like, we were in a heat wave in Europe at the moment so it was a uh, oh it's just ended now though but I think they're enjoying themselves back together again having a few beers um, and uh, yeah the the, uh, the picture of the uh, clapperboard obviously it was on set so there was lots of people zooming into the background all the blurred stuff it looked like it was Tarvalon to me as well. Uh, I saw a few different, you know, different theories on it, but it looked kind of Tarvalonish to me from what we've seen set photos of Tarvalon. So, um, which would make sense from what the story is going on at the start of the Great Hunt as well. Yeah. You're gonna have a lot of Tarvalon stuff there, I think, as well. Um, then we got the poster, but in yes. between that, there was something else. So we'll we'll look at the poster first, and then we'll talk about the other thing. Yeah, absolutely. That do you want? Do you want to bring? We've got it here. If you want to. Ring it I'll up. bring it up. Bring it up. Do you see it? I do see it. It's lovely. Yeah. And a little bit of Swedish there, though. Photon. <laughs> yeah, photons. That's, That's what it is. So there it is. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, what do you think of it? What do you think? I like it. It is very, I mean, if you, if you want to look at, because we, I mean, we deal with covers a lot. Yeah. Obviously, book covers. And I mean, this is definitely in keeping with where we see a lot of fantasy book covers going. The back of somebody with a flowing cape. Yeah. It's very, I mean, we can just look at our two friends, Abigail Linhart and H.L. Tinsley with their, with their books. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying lots of fancy ones. So I mean, it's, it's, it shows fancy. It's got the biggest star of the show on the front mm. cover, front and center, uh, Rosamund Pike. Way Paul Gates. Blackthorne, I thought you were going to say, but. Paul Blackthorne, yeah. 
Uh, it's a way gate by the looks of it as well. So it's like kind of like, you know, she's looking over shoulders if she's saying, are you going to come with me on a journey kind of thing? Mm. November 2021. What I liked about it as well um, is obviously you have the, and we can talk about this a little bit because the, the in the bottom left, it looks like for me, what is the effects of uh, the weaves? Yeah. It's very similar to our background for reason the reader as well, right? <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I liked most about it was how uh, the clouds in the background are split down the middle, like it's doing the the ancient symbol of the Aes Sedai, which is like oh. the yin yang symbol, right? I really like that. It's a really nice detail. And I, I saw like a, a wider version of this that they used for like um, the Twitter cover photo, and it goes beyond, so it goes like a bit wider, and you can see it goes right across the whole kind of skyline. Okay, mm -hmm. that was very nice, very nice detail. Certainly. No, I like it. It's a good poster. Uh, it's uh, intriguing enough, and I think, and we that we were talking, we were talking about it earlier uh, in an earlier podcast about how to attract, because I think what 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 we love time really has to do, or what Amazon has to do, is first and foremost attract those the people who read We Love Time when they were younger, and then kind of left the property. Because they go to another fantasy series, yeah, yeah, not people who reread it so and so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. But I mean that that I think is where they have to, because they're going to see it and they know all the things and they 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 listen to this podcast, um, and they listen to other podcasts. Maybe I don't know, but at least they listen to this one. No, but you need to attract those people that are like, yeah, I I do. I read the first couple of wheel of time books um so I'll, I'll give this a shot just like our our partner in crime derek who who doesn't like him but he i'm pretty sure that he he'd see the show he will one of the things as well as what he needs to try and get across is that this isn't going to be a cheap thing it's going to be more in line with the quality and that's why the, the with the with the um, new symbol that they've got and the the font is very like witch room game of thrones mm -hmm. which were very expensive shows and they look good um is that you want to kind of say, look, this is going to be like those shows, right? It's yeah. going to have the same kind of quality of like how it looks, not as if like quality because some people obviously don't like, especially the end of the Game of Thrones, some people don't like The Witcher. Um, but the thing with The Witcher, the thing, the thing that the people didn't like about The Witcher was how the structure of the series, which is a valid criticism, I think. And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like the product, again, it wasn't because anything to do with the production value or anything like that. It was choices that they made in the writer's room. Like with the, three different timelines going on when and unless you were like literally listened to every single word spoken or had some kind of like knowledge of it going into it yeah. you just were like by the fourth episode you were like oh so they're all none of them have met yet <laughs> and it's just you know and that was kind of like it was a bold kind of choice and that was one of the things that kind of and I think um even the showrunner has kind of said like it may have backfired a little bit because I think most people that are into that show will say that like it gets a lot better as it goes on and it's a bit uneven at the start. But production value, it's, it's strong, it's not cheap. And I think that's what they're trying to look, go for with this, the people that are coming in, because that is one of the stigma with fantasy shows is that it's cheap always and they look terrible and yeah. they don't sound I, great. I would probably say one of the other criticisms is often that the, the acting yeah. is, is off. Because, I mean, I saw that one... Is it called Shadow and Bone? Shadow and Bone, yeah. I've not yeah, watched that one. on Netflix, which is, I mean, not a cheap-looking show per se, but I find I found the acting to be horrible. 
right. Okay. Uh, I've not watched it yet. I've not. I've not seen anything really about it. Um, I've well, seen yeah, that people was... kind of like liked it and didn't like it. I mean, for for different reasons, I think. But yeah, I yeah. found that. I mean, that's one of the things as well. Why they put Rosamund Pike on there because obviously yeah. she's the biggest, the biggest star, and obviously she's a great actress. Um, a little bit surprised they didn't put a name on it actually as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like the simplicity of the poster as well, just to kind of keep it. Um, as it is so yeah that's that's it there so um it's mm, cool yeah, i'm, I'm interested do you, i don't know maybe we should ask john or or the innkeeper what up or the innkeeper um how much of the the prop i mean how much they've you know looked at and i'm, I'm pretty sure that, that maybe they haven't but like the dynamite comics how much they because obviously amazon and dynamite have a working relationship because yeah, Dynamite well, put put out the boys. They did, yeah. Well, the, the weaves are very similar to what was in the um, Either World and New Spring graphic novel. Mm. The way that's it's, it's almost. But then Robert Jordan was involved in one of those, if not both of them. So I think that is pretty much how he envisaged, envisaged it. So I think that's why they kind of just. I don't know, so maybe they are they they have got some kind of thing. Um, we might, you can take that down there. We've 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 stared at it longly for more than enough. <laughs> It's been going horrible faces back. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's that. Uh, so I think it's kind of all ramp ramping up very much so. Uh, Rafe Judkins also said there's going to be a trailer before the end of summer, which who knows what that means. Like, what, like you know, it could be <laughs> the end of summer is like 27th of September or something. So it's somewhere well, between now and then. Well, well, if it's in the States, I think you usually say that summer goes well into September, where here in Sweden, it's, obvious, it's almost done. Yeah, we'd be the same. We'd be like, End of August, August 31st is the yeah. right? Uh, Something like that. But um, yeah, I think it's like, I, I think again, the Dusty Wheel have a countdown going I think they went, it's either 22nd of September or 27th that they said is the end of, of the end of summer, right? <laughs> um, so it'll be somewhere, somewhere around then. But like, <clears throat> if it's out in November, like Amazon generally like to put the first teaser out uh, around three months before it comes out. Um, so I think September is pretty reasonable uh, to expect it. So about, the, other, the other thing that happened in between all this. Yes, the one that is the, maybe the oddest one. Or it's pretty odd. Yeah. So, yeah, why don't you tell us about about so, movies? Yeah. So, but, right. So, Amazon and Sony are making the TV show, right? But yeah. The rights are still owned by. A company called what well, who were called Red Eagle, and they changed the name to Iwat, uh, and I think they've changed the name to Age of Legends Productions now. Um, yeah. They still own the rights. So, but the, do they own the rights to everything? Like, I mean, you, we talked about the, t the video game. We talked, and there's been role-playing games, and there's been like uh, I remember seeing a CD with music from I from. Yeah. They, they, didn't own it, they didn't own it back then. They bought the rights in the mid two thousands, right? Okay time around then and then like so all the graphic novels and stuff that have come out have been through them okay and there was going to be another video game which never quite panned out the uh winter dragon is is there uh they're doing because i think it was like they were about to lose the rights because they hadn't done something so they had yeah, to, yeah. Make, to keep it i think um so what they've done is they, they sold a timeline deal to amazon and sony right yeah, and that is basically the timeline of the books. So they can do anything um, 
that is within the timeline of the box. So new spring to a memory of light and then anything that's mentioned in the book. So if there's any kind of flashbacks to in the past, if you want to include that, they can, right? But that's, mm. that's, that's literally what they have. It's the timeline for that. They all stay all the rights for everything else, okay? So what they did was, um, it was just after the, the logo had been revealed when you know people started talking about Wheel of Time. So obviously as well, this company would be aware of what the, uh, the, the, the promotional schedule is. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously. Uh, so they will be like, right, it's ramping up now, probably. Uh, so what they did was, is they announced a trilogy of movies set in the Age of Legends, <laughs> which on the face of it sounds great. Mm. Right? It's a great, there's, there's three big events that happen in, in the Age of Legends that we know about. Uh, you know, the, the binding of the, uh, the Dark One, the Drill and the Four, and you could have the actual battle uh, between the, you know um, the, the the people and the bad people, and then you have the you know the strike at Shao Ghoul where it's the the you know the um, loose Baron and all that goes to go to seal the ball. You can make that could be the three films, right? Yeah. Uh, so it sounds good. Um, well, there's a couple of weird things about it. They, they announced the writer. They didn't announce any studios, no partners or anything. It's just basically development studios that I've got. There's no distributor or anything like that. Okay, putting up the money for it. The other thing as well is you don't announce spin-offs for something until you know it's going to be until you know no, no. Right? absolutely the timing, the timing on the face of it the timing is is wrong because i think amazon are quite confident about it and, I, and i'm kind of hearing things that like the first few episodes were a little bit uneven the first series season gets better as it goes on apparently this is what i'm hearing and um well, they're just kind of finding the feet, but they're way more confident in the second season, like the, okay. the scripts that they've got and everything. And that's reflected of the, of the material as well, like, you know, because Iron World is tricky to... Yeah, we've already... Uh, we've, we've talked people, about it, yeah. Yeah, and people can go back and listen to that again. Yeah, and because they wanted to adapt the entire series and they want to introduce things earlier, um, it's, it's a trickier one to do, right? But obviously, you know, Amazon and everyone is confident in it because they've... They announced the second season before the first one's even aired. They probably already started work on the third season in terms of writing scripts. But we don't know that people like it. We don't know it's been a rating no. success. So you, you won't really announce a spin-off until then. Unless you're wanting to make Amazon and or Sony pay for it and buy the rights for it. Oh. I think they're because, being sneaky. Yes, because right on again, on the face of it, you got a TV series that's based on the books, and then you got this thing called the Age of Legends, which are three films that are set thousands of years before what yeah. happens in the TV show, which it is. It's, you know, it's three, four, five thousand years. It could be four, four, three and a half thousand years or whatever, right? Depends how far back they go. Um, however, there are specific races that are in both the Age of Legends and there are characters that are in both, i.e. Yeah. the Forsaken, Loose Faring, um, the, the, the entire premise of the Dark One. Yeah. Um, you know, and, this, and then there's some things that do change enough, like Ice Die change enough, but the one power doesn't change. How they use it doesn't change, right? So say that they, and you, you have these people that the TV show might come out and you're up to the second season and then the first film comes out. 
and you have people that may still discover it through a film yeah. and then they could go and see it and see this it's done in this way then they'll go and see the tv show and it's done a different way and they'll be like oh the tv show is a cheap knockoff or whatever yeah. okay well, so yeah. they put they're putting Amazon and Sony in a position where it's like there has to be some kind of consistency. So if they write this and take it and sell it to Netflix, which they could do, or Warner Brothers or Paramount or something like that, right? Yeah, or just put it out in the movie theaters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, you you but basically they could go and take it and sell it to another studio who yeah. wouldn't have anything to do with Amazon and they'd be like, yeah, we want to do this, we want to do this, 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 whatever, whatever. It puts Amazon and Sony into a tricky position because they want to have consistency for their thing. And it was very, very telling that they, no one to do with the Wheel of Time TV show commented on this Age of Legends thing, except for the Twitter, the official Twitter thing basically were like, we're as surprised as everyone else, right? <laughs> um, so I I think it's a bit of shenanigans from, because I think if they were serious about it, they would have waited to see if it was a success, right? Yeah. And the fact that they haven't got any studios attached, it's just a writer attached. I think it's just kind of like looking like Amazon and Sony, you give us some money for this, for the for this, what we're doing. Make it or don't, we don't care, but just give us some money for it. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> the rights are going to go somewhere else. Yeah, no, that's... But um, the thing is, like, would I like to see them get made? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would <laughs> love to see. I'd love to see uh, Age of Legends movies um or you know a tv show in the age of legends or whatever i'd love to see it but um i want to see it done correctly i'd rather it's i'd rather see it done by the same people that are going to do the tv show for consistency and, and everything like that like i don't want to see i don't want to see flashbacks to lose staring in the tv show and it's someone else in the movies you know, i don't want to see it's billy zane it's Billy Zane in the movies again. Yeah, it is just changing to Billy Zane in the movies. Um, I don't, I don't want to see like Isadar using completely different. I don't want to see no. the, the the power being used differently in the two different things. I don't, you know what I mean. Um, and I think like you know, uh, who Red Eagle Entertainment or whatever they're called now realized this, and uh, I think they're just trying to put. Um, and they, and they probably looked at like all this thing about like Amazon have spent a billion on the Lord of the Rings to get the rights and the, the budget for the TV yeah. show and all this kind of stuff. And they're kind of like, and, and the fact that they're, you know, they're sending Jeff Bezos into space and whatever. Like that. And like, they, got, they got loads of money, right? They're going to, they're going to, yeah. they're going to make it possible for them and just to get some, a few million, a few hundred million off them or whatever it is. Um, they should. And I think that's what they'll probably... I said They should offer yeah, it to, I... to Branson just to, to screw yeah. with you want, you want to do it Virgin Media? Uh, take it into place with you, but um, no, I, I think that's what it is. I think you know, have they got designs to actually make something, actually make the films? Maybe, but I think it's, um, I think it's one of those where it's like if they can make some money out of it by selling the rights to someone, hopefully Amazon or whatever, and then, then that's what I think that's what they're doing. Uh, well, you know, we'll see. We'll 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 have to we'll have to um, follow uh, the development. I mean, the thing is that even if they do make the movies and as you said i think there's a bit i think there is a strong possibility that a lot of people will be like would see the movies first before they see the show yeah because obviously amazon prime is as amazon prime is it's not a network channel and in the states i mean for us it's different who live in europe yeah but but in the states network tv is still a very big deal yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, um, well, and, and you get people that don't watch TV series as well, but watch films, right? And yeah, they'll exactly. And they'll think, oh yeah, oh yeah, there's a TV series about this. I'll go and check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's a long way off as well, which is the the thing as well. It's like the thing the thing hasn't even been written yet. They just announced it with a yeah. writer attached to it, which is like very very early doors. Um, you know, so it's like that's what that's another thing that's like kind of set off a little like warning, a, a, like a red flag to me. It's like this is something that is at the very, very start of the development process. Um, so that's why I think there's kind of shenanigans going on with it. So, shenanigans. Yeah. Well, should we talk a little bit about uh, Dragon Ball shenanigans? Shenanigans. Well, obviously, these chapters that we're talking about, Behind the Lock, Teleron. I can't Tell say it. Riyadh. Tell, Tell Tell Even though I've heard it said so many times, because they say it Tell, over and over. Tell Aaron Riyadh. Tell Aaron Riyadh. Hmm? That's a chapter. Aaron, Aaron, is a, Aaron is an Irish word. There's a, the Aaron Islands that are in Galway that are yeah. quite famous. You may have heard of them. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's A Way Out, A Trap to Spring, The First Toss. The Woman of Tanchico, which is actually kind of funny because the first toss ends with Matt coming to The Woman of Tanchico, and then it's just like the next chapter, The Woman of Tanchico. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she gets her own little gets her own little little chapter. Why not? Why? Yeah, no. I just thought that the fun the funny thing was that the last the last sentence of the chapter before was the woman of Tanchico. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that's the name of the, the title of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first chip within and then the win within the weave. And you could we could kind of say that these are split up into the girls again, mm-hmm. Matt on what I would say would probably be the closest thing to almost a sword and sorcery adventure. Yeah. And then Perrin. Perrin, and you back. notice how I said that in the end, and Perrin. You don't like Perrin, do you? you don't I, like no, him. no, I don't. I don't care for him. No, I don't. No, not a big fan. Yeah, you just, um, you just don't like his. You don't like the cut of his jib, do you? I don't like his eyes. You don't like his eyes. You don't like his golden eyes. <laughs> I don't like his his wolf-like nature. His wolf-like nature. His shaggy wolf. hair. Wolf with Jack Nicholson was a horrible movie, and it has yeah. marred yeah. everything that has to do with wolves. Do you not like how he's always aware of how how big he is and how he needs to be gentle when he's walking past people? You don't like that about him, do you? Jack Nicholson or Perrin? No, Jack Nicholson doesn't care about that. <laughs> no, he doesn't care about being gentle. Yeah. So, um, behind the lock, basically, they find what is in this lock. Story. So there's a bit of there's a bit of weirdness going on. So the following the the woman in, in white, yeah, who is who is your mate, who, who who you like a lot, and then they see Elsie who has disappeared, and then uh, they come across some locked a locked room, which Nanive gets angry and breaks the chains, and behind, yeah, it's 13, 13 bags of all the uh, black Azure people that run away with loads of things going. This yeah. is a trap. <laughs> But is it when they were breaking the lock, right? They use the one power. Yeah. Yeah. But did I understand correctly that like they create kind of like a 
she's the pry bar, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she, she, she materialize, a pry bar materializes and that's how she yeah. does it. Yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. actually interesting because that's like the first time you really see anybody actually conjure yeah. something. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like you know, uh, your your mate Celine's knocking around in this, which you you love as well. I love it. I just wish she was she had yeah. been more behind the lock when they opened the door. Just there, she was just there. Yeah. I don't, yeah. This is the thing. Like I know, you know, I, I, this bit. Like obviously, Robert Jordan is trying to like make us know that this is a trap, right? Like, yeah. like every single thing. It's like every single person that's got the stuff is left behind has got something to do with air in it, right? Yeah. Like every single person, <laughs> and it's like uh, they're like, and um, and and then Eve says it as well. She's like, it's bait or it's tramp, and it's meant to be obvious, right? Yeah. But um, it reminds me of like you know, remember Minority Report, where yeah. um, where like they've never had to really really deal with a crime before or anything like that. And then there's that bit where like the tribe where they try to get. Tom Cruise to murder the guy. He's got all like pictures of his son everywhere on his bed and all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And then Colin Farrell comes up later on and like he's like, this is an orgy of evidence. It just doesn't happen like in, <laughs> in, in reality or all this kind of stuff. That's what this reminds me of. This <laughs> 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 is like the, uh, the because obviously, yeah, they, 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 it is a it's obviously and they know it's obviously a trap but like the black as are kind of like how much is too much well <laughs> how subtle do we go here right? <laughs> and someone's just gone just 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 don't care but it's fine just, just go for it <laughs> put some more put some more in there what's wrong with a of tear in there as well like a few books about tear yeah uh, whatever um <laughs> And then, well, and then Egwene is saying, like, uh, I'm going to go into the world of dreams to find out yeah. some more about this. But I think this was kind of funny because this was kind of like a like a pod on fame kind of thing. Is like, it's like a very dastardly villains in this part. Because yeah. pod on fame, wouldn't he's hanging with his Trollocs that are like, like basically like walking idiots. And he's just like, I hate these guys. Why do I have to deal with them? Yeah, he does. He hates everything, Palantine, doesn't he? Yeah, but I mean, it, it felt, it felt like, like you say, it's very obvious, and it's like very, very like fantasy, dastardly. It's <laughs> yeah. like it is, yeah. I, I kind of love it. I kind of love it. It's going to be so. Next chapter is that's all that really happens in this chapter. And we go to Tel Um there, and, and we get a little bit of like the the uh, cockiness of Egwene starts coming through a little bit more. I think mm-hmm. around now. Because she's kind of like, um, that doesn't seem so dangerous to me. It's like, you know nothing. It's a quote, uh, um, thing you regret from Game of Thrones. You know nothing, right? <laughs> People are telling you it's dangerous, then believe that it's dangerous, okay? But she she goes into dreams and she meets Perrin, his, his eyes, yeah, and the wolf. And the wolf, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Is the wolf there for real, or is it a shadow of wolf? Because Perrin later talks about the the wolf that has died. Yeah, that is all that is following him. So is this wolf not actually there with Perrin? It's just like kind of like the shadow of the. Right. Okay. Ever... So. Um, okay. So. It gets a little bit complicated, right? Because uh, I think. Robert Jordan had 
the idea, and he said it himself, he had the idea of Talon Riyad very, very early on. And when you go, when you, if you go back and reread like Eye of the World, you'll realize that all the, the kind of bits where he's the, the meat in the dark one of them was in yeah. the world of dreams, right? Um, and that like the visions that they were kind of having <clears throat> are all in the world of dreams. Oh, my voice has gone very husky all of a sudden. It's like it's dropped. Uh, it's like it's like my voice is finally broken. Oh, well, yeah, it sounds like, like Eartha Kitt. It's broken a second time, which is which is concerning. But anyway, um, so yeah, so like you know, it's it's always been there, but I think still at this point, it's still kind of refining the kind of rules for it and how it works. But basically, wolves um, when they dream, they all wolves can go into the world of dreams, right? They can okay. There's some people that can just do it naturally. There's some people that need to use Terangriel. Um, but then there's some creatures like wolves that can exist there, which is why Perrin can do it as well. So yeah, by that token, you'd think Elias can do it too. But it seems that when they die, they live in the dream as yeah. well. So, right? so then that's, I, I assume correctly. Yeah, yes, like... they live in the dream. Um but they can also die in the dream, which, as you know, was one of the rules of Talon Riyadh, is that if you die in the dream, then you die in real life. Mm. That's not so good. It's, like it's, it's one of the three constants, because, like, you know, when you talk about, like, the portal stones and all these different realms yeah. that exist, stuff, and there's always three constants in each one. There's a greater, a dark one, and the world of dreams in every single one of them, right? So it's, like, the third constant. So, uh, yeah. That's it. Good to know. Um, then she that happens in this one. There's a lot of trippy stuff, isn't there? Because like yeah, because she meets Rand. Rand is trying to Rand tries to kill her. Yeah, and he's just like it was kind of funny because he's just like just hanging around smoking a pipe. Yeah, <laughs> by a fire, and then he goes off on her because he believes that she's a dark friend that wants to yeah. kill. Yeah, he, he's like saying like you've come wearing other faces before and, yeah. and whatever. It seems like Rand's having a really hard time. It seems, but it also he's sounds so like he's murdered, he's murdered a lot of people by the yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the last time we actually met him in the book, he, he murdered a bunch of people and left them sat like kneeling yeah. by a tree. <laughs> and so he's, uh, yeah, and he conjures his little, his, his, his uh, one power sword, tries to kill her. Um, and she discovers need as well. So she starts to use a need, where do I need to be? Yeah, that's another thing of the of the of the world of dreams is that need kind of supersedes everything else. So you have a strong enough need and you have a strong enough will, you can pretty much do anything. Mm. Okay, so she goes back and Sylvie's there and she's like, "Oh yeah, you've you've uh, you've figured it out because um, you're in you're in fear." And uh, here is an um, interesting here. I, this was an interesting aspect because when she talks to Sylvie, who who drops a lot of knowledge, and she talks about. Balsamon and that you should call him a fool because he kind of loses his power. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, sometimes I, I, I can use my my uh, my knowledge of religion that I you know studied in at uni when I uh, studied to be a teacher, mm -hmm. and uh, that is actually like an old tradition, and you probably know this living in Ireland, that that's why people put on masks for Halloween. Yeah. To make fun of the devil, because the devil hates being made a made fool. Of. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and I think not everybody knows knows that, but that's uh, I thought that that was kind of like a cool kind of callback well, to. Well, Halloween was made in Ireland. We know all. Yeah, you'd it. like to you'd like to think that, but um, <laughs> I don't think it was. It was. Um, so, who do you think Sylvia is anyway? Because obviously, Sylvia knows a lot of stuff that's going on. This like old old crone hanging around. Yeah, no, I think that she's like the oracle from the Matrix. Right, okay. Literally her. She's I think like that's her, her yes. <laughs> oh. No, but yeah, I think that she's, I think what I've kind of come to to understand that just like in The Matrix, there seems to be in The Wheel of Time characters that are like maybe constant, that know things that are in tune that maybe not everybody else is. Hmm. And I'm thinking Sylvie is one of those like, and She's not afraid to call Balsamon a fool because for some reason she knows that he can't like touch her. Do you think she thinks she's good or evil or neither? I think she's neither. I think she's just she 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 wakes Egwene up by grabbing the ring and pulling it off, doesn't she? And like stupid. Yeah, it's a good way of doing it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so she Egwene is like the calendar of the trap, and that's what. And that's what it is. And the, and the, she's like, we'll go and spring it and hopefully yeah. we won't get it. That sounds like a good plan. Very good plan. Very <laughs> good plan. Uh, and then we get uh, into the map chapters. Yeah, because like, um, Elaine's like, I really should tell my mum if I'm yeah. going off somewhere again. <laughs> Just so there's not like an international incident or anything like this. Yeah. Um, you kind of think about like, it's not like another territory at the same place. This is like if... This is like if um, Queen Elizabeth, when she was like a princess, uh, went to Germany to go to yeah. school and then went missing. Yes. She's just like, I'm going to Spain now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to Spain and went missing for a little while. Yeah. Like that is like, so, you know, will like wars have been fought over this kind of stuff. So that's like, <laughs> When you kind of like think of like, and I think he kind of underplays that a little bit, that aspect of it, because when you kind of read it, you kind of yeah. like, oh, what does it feel? But it's like, when you put it in context, it's like, oh, oh yeah, that would be a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think, and, and I think that is the trap that a lot of, and I'm going to call Jordan and the Wheel of Time still 80s fantasy, 80s high fantasy, because I think it has so much in common with the 80s. At the, at, at the moment it does that we're, we're about to pass through all that kind of stuff yeah so and that is what 80s high fantasy does a lot it underplays the importance of things. and we talked about that before about like believability i mean just because taron in in the black cauldron has a sword doesn't mean that he can all of a sudden use it yeah 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 and, and and stuff like that. So I mean, I think that I think that is a trap that fantasy authors, and I think a lot of young fantasy authors or people who are starting to write fantasy also kind of fall into that trap because that's what they're maybe used to to reading from when they're kids. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, and I think it's again like um, as a lot of writers when they when they kind of start off, it's like give just enough information to keep the kind of plot moving. Yeah. Obviously, Jordan's a descriptive writer anyway, but then um, as it goes on, he goes into the trap where he's like giving too much information yeah. about stuff that's like 
whereas like before it could have been like just skim over this a little bit it's one of those things that kind of like it's a fine balance to kind of go on to um and we'll get there it depends where you're from as well because i think if like you say you're an american look at the map it might just like it might just look like the states you know yeah. what i mean it's, you know whereas like as a european when you look at it it's like oh yeah it's just, that's just like austria and germany next to each other with italy down here and spain here <laughs> and there would be like especially like kind of pre-industrial times if like a princess went somewhere and then went missing there would be a huge there probably would be a war about it yeah absolutely <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so matt they go into matt and this is a funny little chapter isn't it like matt's just like uh yeah. thinking about how, how pretty they all are yeah i know he's just eyeing them up he's very he's very thirsty here too yeah, to but he's also He's well aware that they want something and he calls yeah. them out on it because like you're never normally this nice to me. <laughs> yeah. So he gets he uh, is given a letter uh to give to Morgays. Yeah. Uh, and in exchange he also gets a letter of permission from the Amerlin to so he can leave. One of one of their letters, yeah, because yeah. that was one of their letters, wasn't it? Yeah. And then yeah. he he says, I shall do so. He's like, he's like, give me some money. Yeah. That's all right, it's fine. <laughs> well, he, he ends he ends up uh, getting some money anyway. He does, yeah, he does. He he's a he's a good one at finding some money, isn't he? But uh, again, the the the, uh, the Matt reboot of his character continues apace at this yeah. point. It's, it's just like as I said, he becomes very much more like of a sword and sorcery type of hero here. I mean, yeah, I'd probably say not a Conan. Type, but more of like, like a, a Fritz Lieber, yeah, a Fritz Lieber type of of uh, like the gray uh, gray Mauser or Farfet. Yeah, is is a is a very kind of like rogue hero type yeah. now. Like you know, he's a uh, which like he always had that kind of facet to him, but from the mixture of that, we never really spent any time in his in his uh, or we didn't spend any time in his head and the um, stuff that he had going on with with the dagger. Um, and all that kind of stuff. We never is it that we never just saw this part of his personality, or it's that Jordan's kind of gone right. I just need to do a little bit of work here yeah. to kind of get him to be a bit more likable. Because um, I think even when you think of him before he met the dagger, he wasn't quite this kind of playful. He kind no. of did have, have that kind of. He was very solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and now he's kind of just like very optimistic and very much like. This is a trap. They want something off me, but you know what? They're the nice girls. <laughs> uh, then right. we get the naive tells the Amberlin about their discoveries. Yeah, in the storeroom, uh, and another grey man. They find yes. another grey man dead in Sherryman's bed. Sherryman is the one that was around when it was the first one was found. Yeah. as well. What is she yeah. doing to the grey man? What is she doing to them? Why is people spend, why are they turning up around her so much? I think is the one of the question. Uh, is this this is where they're they're cleaning scrubbing pots and pans, right? Or is that an earlier chapter? I can't remember. It, it is, yeah, it is, yeah. So like um, they're they're all in the kitchen, aren't they? And the Amberlin comes in and starts like a, a kitchen a kitchen inspection and saying like yeah. uh, and like she's like staring everyone down and everything like that, and uh and then um like basically she's like says to elaine like what did you say to me kind of thing so everyone <laughs> leaves the kitchen so she can get them alone basically um 
yeah. you'll end up, Egwene is like, Egwene again is is thinking that she knows too much about what's going on and she gets kind of caught in the ploy as well. So it's just Neneve, it's just her and Neneve. But like, um, yeah, the, the ambulance says that Elsie was sent away about 10 days ago yeah. as well. So I've been Elsie knocking out. So there's a lot of, a lot of little, cons- a little bit of conspiracy shenanigans, mystery stuff going on in the White Tower at the minute. Yeah. Well, the ambulance lets them go on their expedition to Tyr and gives them some gold. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, here you go. Some a sack of gold. Just, that's, that's nice. And then over. she also says that uh, there's only two Nangro that are more powerful than Kalandor as well. We've seen one of them. Have we? Already. We have. We saw it in the Great Hunt. Remember when, um, remember when uh, Rand is with Celine and, uh, and Huron? Yeah. And they see that big thing buried that they're, that they're, that they're unearthing. And Rand goes a bit crazy. He's always crazy. But he's just like really crazy. Do you remember? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That cliff. And he's like, that's that's the thing. That's one of the ones that are more powerful than Kalandor. I do like the the kitchen matron in this one though, who like beats them with a stick. Yeah, but she's so she's so submissive to the. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 I thought that was funny. As a little bit, a little bit of corporal punishment. Always worse. Always. And then we as have. As you're a teacher, that's quite disturbing. <laughs> what? Being as you're a teacher, that's quite disturbing. Yeah, that's true. My teacher, when I was in, because I think when I started elementary school, which would have been like when I was seven, which is where you do it here in 1934. Just about, no. 83. That's when I was born. Yeah, that's when I started school. My teacher, she was, she was, because uh, I went into uh, in, in an English school. It was called like a home home language school for, right. for English kids, for English speaking kids. When our teacher, her name was Janice Archer, and she was an old English teacher. And she mm-hmm. would, she, and the year before I started, they had, uh, abolished corporal punishment in Swedish schools somewhere around okay. and she hated that but she would tell us what she would have done to us had she been allowed to yeah so it's like if I if beating you was still legal this is what I would do to you yeah yeah <laughs> that's the way to do it well, anyway okay. now we get into the uh the math chapters for real and i think we can just all just they're really just basically one long chapter they should have been because they're very short short well, you, you want to you, you, you always want to as a writer you always want to have the last line of a chapter and then start the next chapter with that line i think so if, if you have that if you have that opportunity you can't turn it down that's, yeah. that's, no but that's it, these these are fun i like these because it gives a different view of the world that Robert Jordan has. I mean, because this is, I mean, we've seen cities before, but this is the first time we actually see like the big city and kind of like the other side of it. Yeah, like, even, like, in a place like, even in a place like Tarvalon, which when you hear about it, you just think of it as like Aes Sedai. But yeah. even then there's like a dock and there's like sailors and there's men playing 
dice and there's yeah. like and, and there's grey and there's grey men going around trying to kill yeah. that. <laughs> it's like but it's like I got a very Moss Eisley kind yeah. of vibe from these because what really happens is that Mac Matt just like goes from from like in to in or tavern to tavern and plays at dice. Yeah. And he and he wins all the time because that his this is and I think we talked about this last time. This is that is apparently his like new power. He's lucky. He's very lucky and he hears dice rolling in his head, which is like we know something massive is about to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like a tavern power that is just like kind of in it, like it's become even more so. Uh so yeah. He's, he's, I like how he's um I like how he keeps on sending an eye away to, to bring him more food. Yeah. And he's just stuffing it all up, he's just stealing all the food and he's like he's like, I'm gonna make it really obvious that I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to leave. <laughs> well yeah. So I mean if you look at the first chapters where he like starts rolling dice and then he yeah. is distracted by both I mean dark friends and the gray man. Yeah who start following him. And this is where it becomes very I mean, like the whole atmosphere, I think, is like almost directly lifted from a Fritz Lieber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sword sorcery book. Just like the atmosphere, you can feel it. You can, you can like see it. I mean, anybody who's read a fantasy book knows what an inn looks like. Yeah, because it's like a staple of fantasy literature. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I like how. Um... Also, this is this chapter introduces Matt's uh, new catchphrase, which he, he has for the rest of the series, which is it's time to pass the dice. <laughs> that's his new catchphrase. That's that's come up in this one. Um, but I like how like um, even like his look tells him that like uh, a grey man coming for him. Basically, yeah. the, the look is saying like you're being followed by something that no one can really ever see. But the way that he he kills him is just like pure luck as well. Just like. And just lands on his dagger, basically. Yeah, and then, then that's yeah because we don't really find out that it's a gray man until he, he, we don't, we he's don't know, killed him. We don't know explicitly. It's just no. that like it's one of these things. Like we've seen two of them. Oh, we've seen one of them already been killed. Yeah, we saw the one in the Great Hunt, but that was kind of glossed over. And then like the, literally the chapter before uh, the ambulance, the, the Queen of the Aes Sedai has said that like there's <laughs> one been found dead, and then Matt's just like. Always very ordinary looking, so that we yeah. know, like, oh yeah, it's a great man. Like, you yeah, know, because he, yeah, he actually him. says, "I probably, I probably like miss him in a crowd." Yes, this gray man is very ordinary looking. I would miss this gray man. <laughs> we all know what a gray man is, so uh, yeah. So um, and so he goes into. He decides that he needs just to go into an inn, and he just picks yeah. and at random the woman of Tanchico. Tanchico yeah. I always like the name. I, I love the, uh, the 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 name Tanchico in the Wheel of Time. It's uh, it reminds me a little bit of um, like, oh man, I've lost the name of it in my head. There's a place in the Zelda series uh, <laughs> that always just reminds me of the same thing. So it, when I was a little bit younger, I used to kind of just like daydream that Zelda and the Wheel of Time were the same. They can play in the same place, right? Something like a stare as well. Um, it's an interesting daydream to have. It is, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, so he enters the tavern and he finds Tom Marilyn standing back, on... That baby. He has returned, finally. He's back, baby. He's back almost exactly in the same way that he was back in the second book. Yeah, no. But this I time... Do you remember when... 
Yeah, do you remember when Rebecca was on uh, from Reading yeah. the Past and we were talking about how the problems of if you're going to put season books two and three into season two of the TV show, um, yeah, they'd that's be the same. Well and good, but there's if you do it as in like a straight annexation where you have like Balma at the halfway point of season two and then into the Dragon Reborn, you have the characters doing the exact same thing. So you've so you've got the the, the girls are going on the on this thing now to an obvious trap. Yeah, which we're doing in the second book. You've got Tom appearing in a in an inn while the characters just stumbling upon him in an inn, in, a, in almost the exact same place in both books as well. After being absent for a while, um, you know, it's this is what we were talking about. There's there is problems here with the structure of it being yeah. too similar. Yeah, but Tom's back, baby. He's back. Your favorite Wheel of Time character is back again. Well, my favorite Wheel of Time character is dead. Oh, is oh uh, Ingtar? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is dead. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> so his second I, favorite, second favorite character is back, yeah. baby. He is, and but he's drunk, and he's. I mean, if anything, he's like more degenerate than he was the last time we saw him, because then he, he was kind of like happy because he was going to get married and stuff he was like in that. Love. He was in love with a, a young lady. Yeah, um, who got stabbed? Stabbed to death he, he did get he did get stabbed to death um <laughs> matt wants three or four chickens sweet yeah and this is this is such a this is such a like an 80s like buddy cop moment where he's just like oh we'll order in three or four chickens anything for you tom <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah right. it's, it's, a, it's a little it's a little cringe cringeworthy of course probably at that time it was not a classic staple no, that's, that's right. new. Uh, but like tom is talked about all of his uh all of his regrets as, as you do when you get drunk and you're a bit older he's yeah. talking about margays he's talking about um jenna who we who we barely knew and he starts talking about uh moraine regretting that moraine is a nice guy yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, and then he starts going, you know, you, you, you can get in trouble if you kill someone. And it's like, yeah, you mean the king of Karenheim who you killed in the last chapter. That, that, <laughs> was, that was a ballsy move. That was a ballsy yeah. move, right? <laughs> um, anyway, so, but Matt at least convinces Tom to go to Camelin with him. Yes, so there's like the buddies, the band's back together. If they're getting back together, they're like, come with us to Camelin. And uh, and Tom's like, uh, no one's been following you. There, there are no footpads in, in Savalon. And so yeah. that's kind of like, this is, there's a, there's something, there's something there. And that's like, I'll be on the first ship to Camelin, even if it's sinking to get out. Yes. Of and then we get to the next chapter, which is called The First Ship. The first ship he found. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, it's just like, it's just, He's loving the connections right now. Yeah. He's loving it. And they leave on the first ship uh, and with some negotiating to get the captain's cabin, mm -hmm. Tom says, I'll sing for you guys if you want. Yeah. Tell you stories. Um, yeah. And then dark friends attack. They do. They they just come out of nowhere. They they, so what do you think? Do you think that they're um, do you think they're they don't want the letter to get to um 
Hamlin, or do you think they're after Matt? I think they're after Matt. You think they're after Matt? Because he blew the horn. Because he's a horn blower. (laughs) He's the horn blower. All right. Yeah. I think so. I would say so. Um, But he escapes because obviously he's lucky. There's a lot of things that happen. And I mean, obviously, we're kind of going through these chapters quickly, but. There's a lot of things in these in these chapters that are like less important. There's like like the whole negotiating about the cabin or if they're going to get to go on the ship. There's a lot of like back and forth that feels like yeah. this is kind of unnecessary. It did like it's a uh, it's it's good. Um, like no, I don't know if it's unnecessary. Or not. I just I think it's I just think it's one of those things where it's like is doing uh, is doing more work on developing the other characters because in the first two books um we spent so much time in like Rand's head and then the only time only other people we've really seen is Egwene a little bit of Perrin and we've not had any time really to spend with Matt we've not really had any time to spend with Maneve in terms of like in her head or anything like that so I think it's like all this kind of like back and forth that he's doing and this like kind of like you know this kind of stuff like negotiation it's kind of like Laying the ground rules. Yeah, for, for and the I'm not. Character. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it's unnecessary within the story, but it's like it's nothing that really moves the story forward for us to talk about. No, in it's that not. Way. No, 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 it's not. There, and that's a, there's that's a the lot of that well. stuff that happens here. Yeah, because I think that's the thing as well with the Dragon Reborn is that uh, it's bare bones. It's a it's a very bare bones plot. Yeah. Like, the one thing the the one thing I was thinking about though is that the isn't it the captain that comes off very very racist. It's like how he hates like all other people. Yeah, yeah. There is an undercurrent of that in, in like in a lot of uh, people's point of views from where they're from and like how they uh, react to other people from other places. Which again is probably the same. Like if again, if you take if you take Europe for an example, yeah, like yeah. how, how uh, even these days, but especially say two hundred years ago, how people in Spain would have would have seen Scandinavians, yeah. but I mean, it's just that it's so very, very blatant in this one compared to like how other interactions. Yeah, in the book. Yeah. yeah. So uh, before this um, chapter finishes, I I like how like after they've killed all these people, and and Tom enjoys killing people, as as we know, he likes killing people too. He's kind of like uh, maybe you should reconsider the price for our passage because we just <laughs> killed all these people. And it's like uh, it's like well, good point, fair point. And anyway, so we um we end with Rand. We, we check in with Rand for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, it's just him. He's sitting there playing his flute. Yeah. Uh, by the fire, and then kind of like it's a little bit of. I mean, obviously, he feels a little bit sorry for himself. He's afraid to dream, and then he about his reaction to seeing Egwene. Yeah, like he's kind of thinking about like why he feels concern, more concerned for a minute in the lane than he does for Egwene. Um, he's on about all the weddings that he's been to recently. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's and Celine has been visiting him in his dreams as well, say, saying that he must take Calendor. So that so now I mean it's taken a long time for like the kind of plot to come out in this book, but by chapter thirty two, I mean there's there's obviously hints of it before that Rand was going to tear to do something, but by chapter 32, it's like all signs are pointing to Calendor and tear. There's something, there's something there. That's where the convergence point of this book is going to be. 
which taken a long time to get there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, you know, the 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 it's this one of the shortest Wheel of Time books, if not the shortest of the main books. Um, but the plot is quite thin. There's a lot yeah. of stuff to kind of pad it out. Um, when when the plot is essentially there's a trap in tear and <laughs> the character is trying to get there. Yeah. Then we get to the last chapter that we're going to talk about, which is within the weave, and that's Perrin. He's back, baby. He's back, baby. Still He's back. Chasing Rand and with Moraine, Lan, loyal. He's been gone for a while, actually, because like we've not checked him for because the way yeah. this, because the way that he uh, structures the book with the kind of staying with a certain character for like five or six chapters at the start. We and now he's kind of done away with that. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, it's been a while since we've we've seen him, but he's back, baby. Yeah, uh, and it's basically I think because they've been traveling. This is like nothing is really yeah. interesting has happened. They arrive in Remen, 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 Remen. How, how, how did they say it in the? I audio? think they say Remen. Remen. Yeah, I think that one seems seems all right. Yeah, <laughs> seems, do you accept that? Seems about right. Yeah, seems about right. Um, like he's thinking about the dream that he that he had of seeing Egwene. So yeah. he's thinking about the same dream. So that's good. That's a that's a nice way of kind of of uh, Robert Jordan saying that, like you know, where how the timelines fit and yeah. where everyone is. Like you know, because it's like because that was one of the things with the Great Hunt. But that's that's obviously because the portal portal stones. Yeah, there. the time went a bit wonky. Um, but he's kind of like tracking time a little bit better for us in this bit because he's like, this is uh, so they've had the same dream here, right? So yeah. it's. This is where everyone is. Um, and uh, they find an ailman. Did they? In a cage. In a cage, yeah. What's, all, what's, yeah. what's that all about? Well, you know, um, what would you do with an ailman? Well, you remember cage. as well that like, Perrin, Perrin uh, remembers that Min said about an ailman in a cage would be a turning point of his life as well. Yeah. And this isn't the first time that he meets, isn't it? I think he says that, doesn't he? That he, this is not the first time he sees an ale man in a cage. No, because they, they, met, they, met um, they met some in Great Hunt, didn't they, as well? Yeah. They met, they met some, some there. Um, and uh, so this Lord Arben is a, is a hunter for the horn. He's talking about how he captured, captured the, uh, the, um, the, the ale man, which... Um, uh, that no one bleeds. <laughs> Lan is gives it very short shrift, doesn't yeah, he? You know? no. uh, and here we also hear like the whole thing that Moraine and Lan have other names, and they, yeah. they have different paths. Uh, path, they have a past um, that we don't hear a lot of so far. Yeah. But I mean, there's no, hints. It's hinted at. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's yeah. nice. I mean, it's like we've talked about. I think we talked about that before. I think it's in it was in the eye of the world where it was mentioned. World, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we kind of said like that's kind of like a Gandalf. It is, yeah, thing. yeah. It is, it is. And then um, Perrin sees someone, someone watching him who has a, a nose that is almost too large. Remember that sentence, Chris. This is because that's the name of the next chapter. A nose is, uh, of a different size. <laughs> no, this is the uh, entry point for a, a very. The character that that people have very strong opinions about in this. Is it name 
Polly? Uh, I'm not, not going to give you any spoilers. Have you read on, have you? Have you gone further? No, I've... Uh, no, yeah. I've read a little bit. I read a little bit of the okay. different dance. Okay, right. Well, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. We don't her have name, to talk about that now. Her name, yeah. So her name is uh, is Fail or fa Faily or however it's going to be pronounced. Yeah, I haven't, li I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't know. Right, okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, listening to it can be completely wrong because, like, um, apparently Moraine is going to be pronounced as Moiraine. Okay. Um, that's what yeah, that's uh, how Rafe Judkins was pronouncing his a name at Comic Con. So uh, that's that's the way it's going to be, I think. So uh, <laughs> who knows uh, how fail, fail? I always call it a fail. Yeah, like but it's interesting. It's interesting because the the narrators, the two Michael Kramer and and the woman, they obviously pronounce Moraine's name differently because Michael Kramer says Moraine, yeah, whereas the woman says Moraine. Moraine. No, this is a Moiraine. Uh, I think it sounds like I think it sounds like it's going to be Moiraine. So like Moira, but a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Which is funny because like Moira is the uh, uh, one of a, is an Irish way of saying Marie, and another way is is uh, Mary as well. So Mary yeah. or Moira. So yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, a little bit of another Irish connection there, which is yes. quite a lot in the world of time. So yeah. that's that's the, what what's interesting now. At this point, I'm I'm going to look at it in kind of like a, a, a writing kind of way, is that there is three distinct flavors of fantasy going on, but the three different storylines that we have now. And if you discount Rand's thing that he's doing, it's not really a storyline so much. He's kind of like the MacGuffin of the story in, 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 for one of those storylines. But you have like. Perrin's one, which is very kind of, uh, is like a, again a chase kind of. Yeah, it's very fantasy. high. It's very very classic high fantasy. Classic high fantasy, and and it's much more in keeping with the previous two books, which were yeah. very kind of like rogue chase kind of things. But then you have Matt's one, which is kind of like rogue. Sorry, uh, sorry, I would say. And then you have the uh, the girls, which is like kind of like you know cloak and dagger mystery. It was almost like, like a detective story. Detective but a spy story, story. Well, yeah. don't they say, don't they mention spies? Yeah. You know, yeah. In, uh, in one of them. Yeah. So it's more of a spy. Because they, well, she calls them, they call uh, Black Ajar Hunters as well, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of, kind of like that kind of thing. So there's like this three, um, which is, again, it's different for Wheel of Time so far because, like, you know, you've had like, um, because mainly because we only have a fellow one person yeah. POV in most of the books. Um, so you just have that one kind of style with like little bits of like subgenre coming in with Eye of the World had its little bits of horror and all that kind of stuff. But this one is like this each POV has its own distinct feel now, which I think yeah. I think the book would have been I, I I do enjoy this book. I think it has got structural problems. Um it's got problems where it's a little bit too similar to the, the Great Hunt, which I think is a superior book as well. Even though I think the ending of this book, I'm not getting really spoilers, I think I enjoy the ending a little bit more mm -hmm. in this one. Um, well, I think if he'd kind of split up the POVs earlier in the book, it would have been more enjoyable to kind of get that flavour earlier on. But that's the timeline issue where he kind of wants to keep the timeline together on this. He doesn't want it jumping around because no. it's how they're converging into this one event at the end of the book. So that's why Matt is missing for the first half of the book. That's why like Perrin disappears because he's travelling for a while. Like, and it's yeah, it's um, I suppose that's what happens when it has to when you don't have when you have some characters moving and you have some characters that are static yeah. for a while. 
enough to think this to I've, I've noticed that with my current fantasy work in progress is that how the question I guess I have to ask myself is how important is it that when it, when when the POV changes that it's at the same time as like same things time. are happening at the same time. Yeah. Because like if it, if it's in, if it's morning in the beginning of the chapter and I change point of view later in the chapter, does it still have to be morning for the other characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like important? It's funny because like in in the in my one in Solitude Shadow, which uh, you've not finished reading yet, um, so no spoilers. Um, it's it's set over a, a certain amount of time and there is multiple POVs and I do have, um, but the way that I kind of got around it is that I have one pov which is static with mm. not much movement where the character is going but then the other two povs are moving so that enables kind of like um i have the static pov and then i have one of them that's moving and then the next one that's moving then back to the static one where i can have some passage of time then so it's not like this so so none of the characters disappear for all that long where it's like with this one um You've got two sets of the characters that are static, and one of them is actually just recovering in the bed for a, for a few weeks, right? Uh, so that's that's where that kind of problem comes in with it, I think, which is yeah. it, it's unfortunate because I think that the beginning of the book does kind of, uh, unfortunately, it's the pairing chapters does kind of does kind of drag. So that is, uh, that is but you know, I think uh, we're we're only in the last. I think we've got what about twenty chapters left to go, and it's. It's all it's all good times. I it's think, all downhill from here. It's all, mm-hmm. all, not, all down, downhill. not downhill as in it's smooth sailing. That's what I meant. Smooth sailing from from now on. Yeah, yeah, we're there. We're there, baby. Because what we say, obviously, the English expression, "It's all downhill from here," is a neg- is a negative thing. Whereas in in Swedish, it means that it there's no obstacles. It just it just goes quickly. It's just an okay. easy path. I think you know most um, most phrases in English are, 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 are negative because we're so miserable. <laughs> well, that was uh, that's it for this edition of Easing the Reader, Dragon Reborn. Um, yeah, we'll uh, appreciate you all for listening, for tuning in, going in on YouTube, liking, commenting. I've seen that there's some comments, and I think it's. Funny uh, that uh, people didn't like the fact that I that I don't like loyal. Somebody had commented that I, uh, and stuff like that. But it's it's fun and uh, keep them coming, coming. Keep the comments coming. Um, get, don't forget to write us a review. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, give us a star rating on Apple Podcasts if you can. We're all available everywhere. Yeah, and tell all your friends about us. Get us to subscribe to the YouTube yeah. channel as well. As we, said everyone, before. we were the we were the first ones to have the uh, the the weaves of the one power looking like it does in our background, like exactly. it does on the poster. We were there first. First, so tell everyone about it. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, for David Green, my name is Chris Mary Holpen. What do we say? So next turn of the wheel. Exactly.